Welcome to the Find the Good Mamahood podcast. I'm Caitlin Carpio-Futchner, and I'm so excited to spend some time with you. This is a place where I talk with other mamas about their favorite tips, tricks, and resources, and also celebrate the joys of mamahood by sharing real stories and experiences. New moms, veteran moms, moms-to-be, this podcast is for you. I hope our honest chats about the highs and lows of mamahood help you find joy wherever you are in your journey. I am so glad you're here. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of 2022. If you're new here, thanks for joining us. We're happy to have you along for the ride. If you've listened before, thanks for coming back and tuning in for more mamahood stories and strategies. Valentine's Day might not be on your mind yet, but since we're a few weeks away, I wanted to talk about how to cultivate romance as a busy mom. And maybe this will get you in the spirit and maybe even inspire you with some ideas for your own Valentine's Day. Today, we're talking with my friend, Sam Gambale. And when I think of sweet couples with seasoned marriages, Sam and her husband, Bronson, immediately come to mind. They are raising five little ones and Sam's husband travels often for work but they still manage to have fun together and make each other smile, which makes anyone around them smile too. Sam, thanks for joining me. I am so happy to be here. I've been looking forward to this. (laughs) So tell us all about you. Tell us what you do during the week, what you like to do for fun. Tell us about your kids. All right. Well, as you mentioned, I am a mom of five kids and they're not so little anymore, which is actually kind of sad. (laughs) I want to hold a baby again. Yeah. My youngest is, uh, I have three girls and two boys. The youngest is my daughter Shiloh. She is five. And then Lily is six. And then our son Micah is eight. Luca <laughs> is, I have to remember everything. Luca is uh, t- uh, 11. <laughs> and Braylon <laughs> is our oldest and she is 12. So okay. um, yeah, they're not so little anymore. It's really Mm -hmm. crazy. Um, We are in our fifth year of homeschooling. So our week looks like um, school assignments and trying to do some focused work Monday through Thursday. And then our family has um, tried very hard to implement a family Friday where we Mm -hmm. do not do any schoolwork. We do not do any work work. Um, We try to connect as a family as much as we can because like you mentioned, my husband travels a lot. Um, He is a soccer coach. So a lot of his work is outside of the normal nine to five hours. Um, So we try to protect Fridays um, for just connecting as family, whether that's in our house or outside the house. And then weekends are typically crazy with a husband who coaches soccer. All the games are on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, I also work part-time for our church, so Sundays are very busy uh, work days for me where I have to juggle being a mother and a church employee and, like, Mm -hmm. a worshiper (laughs) all at the same time on Sunday mornings. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you like to do for fun when you aren't doing all those things you have to do? Yes. If I can get away from any of those things, (laughs) I am probably reading a book. Um, for pleasure. I just finished a series of six books, Love Inspired Suspense. <laughs> I tried to explain this to my husband. I'm like, it's like a Christian romance, but also <laughs> you're solving a murder. <laughs> he thinks it's so weird. <laughs> but um, I love them. I'm like a little bit addicted to them. So I just finished uh, one of those series. Um, if there's any time for us to get to a beach that would be incredible. That would be super fun for me. Um, I like taking family walks together. Um, that's also really fun. Nice. I know you guys went to the beach recently. What was that for? Um, one of the things that we love to do is hijack Bronson's work trips <laughs> so that we can Ooh. spend time together. So he was actually coaching um, at a tournament in Orlando at the Disney 
complex and um, we just kind of hitched a ride. We all got in the van. It was very, very um, spontaneous. We decided like an hour or two before he left, like before his plane was going to take off, we uh, canceled his flight and all hopped in the van together and drove to Florida. <laughs> oh my so, gosh. It was really fun. It was really fun. He had just come off of the weekend before he was in Florida for a different tournament at a different complex. And so this was the second weekend in a row we were going to be missing him. So we just said, uh, forget this. Let's let's jump in the car and um, just go with you. Oh my gosh, I should be interviewing you about how to keep life fun for your kids. <laughs> no, guess awesome. what? Nobody wanted to go with us. We told the kids, "Listen, guys, we're gonna go to Florida," and all of them said, "No, I want to stay here." There was snow in the forecast which I'm not a huge snow fan. Uh I I really would rather be at the beach than in the freezing cold snow. Um, But they wanted to stay and they were like in the middle of their um, video game or something. So they didn't want to go. But as soon as we got in the car, they said, you know what? Thanks, mom and dad. Thanks for taking us with you. (laughs) That's so fun. I remember some memories like that with my mom and my sister and me where she'd be like, let's just go do this. And it was like, that's so fun. The mom could be so spontaneous and cool. Yes. Yes. I mean, it was pretty stressful for the mother, but it was very cool for the whole family. (laughs) Yeah. That's cool. So you and Bronson have been married. How long? We have been married for 13 years and we had been friends uh, quite a few years before that. We actually met when we were 15 years old and we were dating other people and we would go out on double dates together and we were friends and then uh then he just kept calling me when we went off to college I was like wow he's such a good friend checking up on me like this I'm so that's so nice of him mm-hmm. <laughs> and then after that freshman year of college um we started dating that summer mm-hmm. and this history we got married over Christmas break of my senior year of college and um, I got pregnant the month after we got married. And <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 13 years. It has been an adventure. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to ask you how you met. Um, so you just met, you just were in the same circle of friends. We went to the same church and we met at youth group during a, a time of the year where they were doing a program called Fine Arts. So Bronson was in a band. He was a bassist. And I had just started coming to the church. And so I was like super new. So I was trying this program out to try to meet some friends. And I ended up starting to get close to and date the lead singer of the band that Bronson was in. So (laughs) I was dating the lead singer. He was dating another girl. And the guys were like, you two girls need to be friends. So we like hung out and double dated for for quite a few years. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's yes. crazy. Yes. And then when college hit, all of us said, okay, well, let's let's just try college on our own and see what happens. And then Bronson started pursuing me. Mm-hmm. So you made long distance work. We did for a little while. We sure did. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So you got married at the end of college, like towards the end. Mm-hmm. And then you had a baby. <laughs> yes. Yes. We got married on New Year's Eve um, over Christmas break. And then I was pregnant in January. And we went to college in Minnesota. So we were up in Minneapolis away from our family who was all here in Virginia. Um, so our parents basically planned our wedding. And we <laughs> we said yes to all the things from long distance. They would call us and see what we wanted. And we're like, yeah, do it. That sounds great. We just really want to be married. <laughs> oh my we were going to uh, originally get married in June after um, college graduation. But I tell you what, it's real hard to stay away from each other when you're out there by yourself. So we said, we, we're done with doing that. Let's not wait any longer. Let's just get married in December over break. And then we'll come back and finish school. So how long were you engaged? We got engaged July 4th. I guess we were engaged for like a year and a half. A year and a half? No, that doesn't sound right. Six months. It's like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. half a year. <laughs> it was shorter. So yeah. you guys really like like going big, like on the holidays. Oh, doing my special God. Things. 
okay, there's something you have to know about us. My husband is a gambali. And like, I know you don't fully understand the weight of what that means, but no. that like, <laughs> like comes with a lot of weight behind it. <laughs> Gambalis are very uh, spontaneous. Very, they go big or go home. Um, they're very grand storytellers. So <laughs> yes, um, on our wedding day, in our vows, we vowed that life with each other would be an adventure and we couldn't wait for it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, definitely go big. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Okay, so you had this baby and you were newlyweds. I mean, yeah, nine months later, you had this baby. Yeah. So what did that look like um, at the beginning, you know, when it was just you two for a little while? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was kind of crazy. As of course, it was with the Gambali. Nothing ever is like predictable with them. Um, so pregnant in January, I had to graduate in May and we were living in Minnesota and we decided we didn't want to have a baby in October in Minnesota because then we'd bundle them up and never see them until, you know, the sun <laughs> came back out nine months later. So we packed everything up and came back uh, to Virginia where family was. And um, it was crazy. I mean, Bronson worked really hard. He had like three different jobs he was going to. At, we lived in Manassas in a, in a apartment, a two bedroom apartment. And, um, we were on Medicaid and I couldn't find an OBGYN and um, it was just a really crazy season of life. We were very much in survival mode um, when Brayling came along, but once she did, it was like time to party again. We were so excited <laughs> to be parents. We would host game nights at our house and we would just pass the baby around. Like we'd play taboo or whatever and just <laughs> pass the game around the circle and the baby around the circle. Yeah. And it was cool because we were like one of the first couples in our friend group to have a baby. Mm -hmm. um, so everyone just thought she was the coolest thing in the world. And we had no problem getting people to hold her or watch her. And um, our life didn't change a whole lot, honestly, when we had her because she was such an easy baby. But then um, just a few months after she was born, we were pregnant with our second. And our first, two kids, <laughs> our first two kids are only 14 months apart. So I did not know that was possible. <laughs> so I kind of didn't either. I was like, wait a minute, I'm still breastfeeding. I'm not supposed to be able to get pregnant right now. <laughs> yeah, that's super early. My it, goodness. It was very, very fast. And my mom had four kids and she thought that we were absolutely insane. She's like, what are you guys doing? But when we, <laughs> when we got married, when, when we got engaged, Ronson asked me um, to marry him and you know, I gave him a hard time. I was like, this better not be a joke. You're not, I hope you're not like pulling my leg here. And he's like, I'm so serious. Here's the ring. Like, please say yes to me. <laughs> and like, um, I said, yes. And, um, we were just really excited about starting our own family. So we didn't use any preventative measures like at all. We're like, if it happens, it happens. And it happens so fast. <laughs> it happens yeah. Really fast for us. So we don't really know what it's like to be married without all these people. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. So kids have always been part of your relationship. They really have. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least your married relationship, I guess. Like, yeah, definitely part of our marriage. And then when we were friends and when we were dating, we actually did a lot of um, missions ministry work, too. So we would like go do VBS in Jamaica and we would lead that team. So like all of our relationship really has been like a lot of ministry, a lot of giving and typically towards younger people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. So yeah. you guys pretty much knew you wanted to have kids. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know you wanted to have five? <laughs> or... Well, so after the first two, we had a girl and then we had a boy and everybody told us, well, God doesn't make anything else. So I guess you guys are done. And we would give them the weirdest looks like, what are you talking about? Like, we don't need to have an alien. We can have more girls or more boys. <laughs> so we both come from families that are big. I mean, he, Bronson has a big Italian family. 
And, um, and I come from a family, I have like 50 cousins or something, and, and I have uh, three other siblings. So we did want a big family. We thought maybe three or four. Mm-hmm. And then when we got pregnant with our fifth, I said, okay, you know what? I'm about to be 30 and my body is done doing this. <laughs> so let's just <laughs> you ran a marathon. <laughs> let's call it after, yes, after five, I think uh, I'm pretty full. My hands are full now. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I often thinking about that, like if people, you know, intended to have that many or if they always planned and I feel like often it's a mix of both like they did want a larger family but you you never predict it perfectly and it just ends up a little different yeah and we even had a miscarriage in between our boys so after that loss um we honestly weren't sure if we wanted to have any more kids because that was pretty painful to go through Mm-hmm. Um, and then when our rainbow baby Micah was born, um, it w- there was like no reason to stop. He was <laughs> such a good baby. <laughs> okay. So who were baby. not good babies? <laughs> um, no, our second one was <laughs> so difficult. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's like one of the most compliant children now at 11 years old. But when he was a baby, he was so difficult. And that's why there's a nice big gap between those between the second and third kiddos that we have yes we both love babies so much um our families love babies so much um I could I could live without ever experiencing like spit up all over the laundry ever again (laughs) that was like the hardest part besides Luca's like season of having colic um Mm -hmm. the spit up yeah I could just never ever experience that ever again that'd be great (laughs) Mm mm-hmm so what do you and Bronson like to do together? How have your like Valentine's Day plans and just, you know, dating and hanging out together in general looked um, as it changed over the years and you kept adding children and life stages kept changing? Yes. So, oh gosh, I can start with Valentine's Day. I think my favorite Valentine's Day that we've ever had um, was one day well into our marriage. It might've even been like, two or three years ago we woke up we kind of rolled over and looked at each other and smiled and Bronson says happy Thursday babe (laughs) happy Thursday (laughs) it was just like a random day you know just another day of loving each other and um celebrating each other just being content in one another um and it was funny. Like <laughs> funny <laughs> is our jam. We like that. We love to laugh <laughs> with each other. Um, so if there is a way for us to laugh, uh, that makes for a good date. Um, besides that Valentine's Day, I honestly can't remember any other Valentine's Day plans that we've had. And Bronson's going to kill me if he listens to this because <laughs> he planned like phenomenal trip to New York for our 10 year anniversary. And I completely forgot that we had taken that trip. <laughs> our friends asked us what we did for our 10 year. I was like, I don't know. And Bronson, I took you on a train. We went to New York. We saw this, this, and this. So I apologize, but no other Valentine's stand out to me. But that one does because it is like the epitome of our relationship is just like, let's have fun together in the moment of whatever we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, As I was getting ready for this interview, I was looking back on Facebook and Instagram and just all the pictures that we have posted of our dates. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've done a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it kind of has changed, but like we kind of gravitate towards finding new food. Like there's always food involved when there's mm-hmm. a date. <laughs> um, when the kids were very young, it was easy to give them to family members. We've typically lived very close to family and have been able to lean on them in that way. Um, so we'll go find yummy places to eat. Uh, we've done ice skating in the winter. There we took like a very extravagant trip to Italy with Bronson's side of the family. They, they paid our way to get us there. Um, and our two babies stayed with my parents. Oh, wow. But that's like a once in a lifetime thing. Most <laughs> of our dates are like, Hey, let's go to target together. <laughs> that's like a really nice date right now. We would take that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and we would go see a movie any day. We are both fans of the Marvel cinematic universe and so we would we would see any Marvel movie any day. Mm -hmm. You're living in a great time. They just keep coming out. I know. (laughs) Yes. Nice. I love that. Was there like any one leap from one life stage to another that was more difficult than others or that stands out to you? Um, for a while, we, we spent about two years in Florida, um, when Bronson was a head coach for women's soccer, um, at a college down there and we were not around any family at all. And so, um, he was like over his head, like fully immersed in the college soccer world. He had to get to know it. He had to like fully invest in it. So that was, um, that was very difficult for us to be able to get out on a date because any of the babysitters we would have asked were his college soccer players and they were with him. So so they were not with me (laughs) and I wasn't near my family. And so that was, that was a tough season as far as like actually getting away for a date. Um, And then we have definitely had, I would say valleys would probably be the best word for them where one of us has just been like off or extra sad for a season of time. Um, and when we get in those funks, you know, it's really tough to get out of those. Yeah, definitely. So how does Bronson's job and travel and all that affect your relationship? And like, how do you work with that, work through that? Yes, yes, that is a very good question. You know, I've had friends and family members um, on my side as family call me a soccer widow before, which is actually not very encouraging. <laughs> not encouraging oh at all. Um, but like I can see how they would say that because Bronson's job is outside of typical workday hours. Like for soccer, you're working when kids are out of school. So you're working afternoons, evenings, weekends, and holidays. Um, so we, you know, that's like all the, all the leisure time Mm. is booked with his work. So that leaves the daytime. So we have tried to make it a point to eat together, especially as a family, um, at least a meal a day. So like, he'll be able to pop home for lunch. He can eat lunch with us and then go do the rest of his work. Or, um, like I had mentioned earlier about family Fridays trying to make sure that we protect one day of the week where the daytime is completely reserved for connecting as a family. Um, And then planning in advance, planning in advance, which is like not my strong suit, (laughs) uh, will help us get a date, you know, if we can call someone a few weeks or a week ahead at least. Mm -hmm. So try to get out, catch a movie, like, We've gone to 10 p.m. showings of movies before (laughs) because that's what we could get. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, his job, his job has morphed a little bit. Like he used to coach high school soccer and that was a very, um, there was a culture around that, right? So we would go with him to the soccer field because it was like a school event, Mm -hmm. you know, and we got to know the girls and we would have them over for dinner and stuff. The same was true when we went to Florida and he was the head coach at a college. There's just this like bigger identity and like culture. And we're like cheering for the Eagles or cheering for the whoever's, you know, um, and we got to know the kids that way. But his job right now is at such an elite level that like we would never stand on the sideline with him because these are players who are paying so much money to get the absolute best training in the country, you know, mm-hmm. from such high level coaches, um, highly licensed and highly experienced coaches. Um, and he is one of those. So I don't know his players as much. And there's je- definitely like more separation now. Like he goes to work. I don't know the team. Mm-hmm. those people are but um listening to him talk about them and and trying to recognize names he know he works with like thousands of people <laughs> I don't know oh, if wow. he remembers these people's names but he mm-hmm. does and so when he's mentioning a player or their position 
or like their injury. <laughs> it's like a lot of work for me to try to remember that. But when mm-hmm. I do, it's very, very meaningful to him. Mm-hmm. Like I'm paying attention. I'm really mm-hmm. paying to her what he is pouring his soul into. Mm-hmm. Like I, I va- like validate that, I guess. Um, and say that that's an important work he's doing when I, when I remember anything about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then as far as our relationship goes, um, we do try to hijack opportunities when we can, like <laughs> he will have a tournament in North Carolina. Well, that's driving distance. So, mm-hmm. you know, we can ask friends or grandparents to take our kids and I've gone with him to those tournaments. And I bring my book, which is totally fine. And I I read when he asks the coach. And even if I don't know who I'm talking to, they are like the the girls on the team or whatever. Um, It really means a lot to him, which enhances our relationship. Mm -hmm. It's a very connective thing for us to do. How about when he's like traveling for a long time? How do you guys stay connected um, long distance? Yes, that is also a very good question. I sometimes there have been travel travel seasons where we're surviving on like memes and TikToks <laughs> that remind us of each other and sending jokes to each other. Um, he'll text me throughout the time that he's gone, like, "Hey, I have a funny story about the red hat guy. Don't let me forget." Or, hey, um, I can't believe so-and-so said this. Don't let me forget. And so he'll give me little points from his day, and I'll send him pictures of our day. And we do try to say goodnight. He'll laugh at me, and he'll get on my case about how late I stay up reading when he's gone. I, like, don't sleep when he's gone. It's actually really difficult. <laughs> um, so we do try to stay connected through, like, little text, FaceTime if we can. Um, and then setting up um, designated time to be with each other before the trip starts or after. And honestly, Caitlin, I've had to put a lot of prayer into it. I've asked my discipleship group for prayer around it because as a mom with all the kids, like doing breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, (laughs) bath, bed, (laughs) like I know for me, my limit is like, three nights in a row. So if the trip is longer than that, I'm like hanging on by a thread. So I'll try to set myself up for like not dying during that time by having a friend over to help with bedtime or just like making sure I can talk to another grown up while he's gone, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so I don't lose my mind that then when he comes home and he's exhausted from his trip and I'm exhausted from doing kids for, you know, four or five days straight. Um, I'm not totally depleted when he mm-hmm. walks. I'm not always the best at that. That's not always successful, but that is definitely the goal. Mm-hmm. That's such yeah. a great idea. Like thinking ahead and making sure that you still have something to give yeah. and like care for him when he's coming back. Yeah. That trade-off. That's so cool. Yeah. When you were talking about like knowing all the players and like so-and-so's injury, I was like, Ted Lasso, that's Ted Lasso. (laughs) You guys have to watch, be watching that, right? We have definitely watched it. Yes. (laughs) And laughed our way through it. Yes. Yeah. My boss was like, oh, we love Ted Lasso. Like we dressed up for him as him for Halloween. And I was like, what is the show? I was like not buying it the way he like described it. Yeah. Like, oh no, this is probably Diego and I are not gonna think this is funny. And it was actually <laughs> perfect. Like yes. so well done. Yeah. Yes. So we, we like one. watching shows together a lot. Because Diego, that's his way of cooling down. Like um yes. winding down. So we often our thing is finding anime and non anime shows to binge our way through when he's decompressing. So Absolutely. That is definitely a favorite pastime over here, too. We have gone through many, 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 many series of shows. (laughs) Yes. I'm curious if COVID was kind to you all, not kind, just Mm. for, yeah, just that aspect of having a lot of kids and homeschooling all these kids. And then I don't know if that affected Bronson's work, but, you know, that whole thing and how that affected your romance life. Yes. Yes. So 2020 was very crazy for us um, in a lot of different ways. COVID did shut down the soccer club meeting in person, 
but required like virtual training. How do you do virtual soccer training? <laughs> um, they were like really building this plane as it was taking off the ground during that time, during the beginning of COVID. Um, parts of that were very miserable to just be staring at a screen, you know, for that long when the job is to get people physically moving, <laughs> moving their bodies like with each other, working as a team. Um, right. That was really, really difficult as far as the soccer goes. Um, but we did so many house projects together. <laughs> with Since Bronson was home, we built um, the office that I'm sitting in right now. We renovated the space, um, like put up walls, laid down flooring, all of that. Uh, we built a fire pit outside and spent many nights in our backyard. And then we got a dog. We joined the like COVID puppy movement and <laughs> got ourselves a dog, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, which I never thought we would ever do again. And Bronson vowed that he would be the one to take care of the dog. <laughs> so I said, fine. I I have like potty trained and raised five children and one dog before and and we gave that dog to another family so if you want a dog you got to take care of this thing I'm not getting up in the middle of the night so it was actually hilarious to watch (laughs) my husband be exhausted from getting up through the night with a puppy and I was I was just very entertained by how tired he was (laughs) because I already know what that's like (laughs) I already know what that's like so now we have a very well-trained dog because Bronson was able to invest in that (laughs) good yeah yes it was good um as far as romance goes we tried really hard to laugh as much as we could um we would sit outside at the fire pit when the kids were in bed um what else we watched so many shows we watched so (laughs) we went through boy meets world We we went through a ton of shows um together and that was it really was something that we looked forward to doing at the end of every day. Mm-hmm. We did have to get creative, I think. You know, like we had to do a lot of dating in the house after mm-hmm. the kids went to bed. Yeah, I think something that's affecting a lot of people, like just working remotely in general, but also their relationships mm-hmm. with people that they live with, especially their partners, is just like, if you're with these people all day, then yes. it's not necessarily special <laughs> to be with them outside of that time. So, you know, how do we make it special when the surroundings are the same? Um, yes. And you're kind of sick of the surroundings. Totally. I can totally see that because I, there were definitely days when I wanted to run away. <laughs> I went from him, in, you know, in particular. Like, I cannot be around you for one more second. You're driving me up a wall. With the renovating, we repainted the whole main level. Um, of our house, all these projects, he was like super antsy. And actually, Caitlin, he got um, hives all over his body throughout, off and on throughout 2020. It was the most miserable year. We could have cared less, couldn't have cared less about COVID, honestly, because Bronson was having like his own health crisis. Oh my um, gosh. It was one of the most challenging seasons of our marriage, I will say. I There were days when we were both just in tears thinking that this was what life was going to be like for the rest of our lives. Um, mm-hmm. He was breaking out in this uh, uncontrollable rash. We went to, to doctors and they tried to treat him for shingles. And he was in so much pain, so much discomfort. And there was nothing I could do about it. I didn't know how to help him. I didn't know what else to do. Like he's in pain and suffering. And the only thing I could do was just say, I'm right here, babe. I'm right here with you. This is going to pass. It's going to be okay. But honestly, we didn't know what was wrong with him. So we didn't know like how will it ever pass? Is he going to be experiencing the doctors thought it was shingles. Is he going to get a shingles flare up every, he was getting it like every other month is what it felt like um, for the calendar year. And so finally, we pushed for a new doctor, a new set of tests. He got all this blood work done and found out that he's allergic to his work environment. He had severe allergies to every outdoor plant and grass and mold and all of that. So his job was legit hurting him, (laughs) destroying his body. Um, 
And he finally got on medication that has cleared that up. He's good to go now. He's been on it for many, many months, probably a year. But that season of like COVID was happening, working from home was happening. Bronson's body was literally exploding from the inside out. I was homeschooling. I was working for the church. We were trying to figure out how to do online services so I would leave the house to go record those and then come home and we were just balancing a lot of stuff so like how can you be romantic and like super attracted to this guy <laughs> like face is swollen and his eyes are shut from this rash and I was like applying ointment to every inch of his body um <laughs> it was really bad, Caitlin. It was really, it was a very, very, very difficult season in our marriage. And we tried to laugh as much as we could, but we did cry a lot and we prayed a lot and we reached out to, to friends and family for help a lot. And um, going through that together, like suffering well together actually brought us a lot closer and like coming out on the other side of that gives you just this reassurance that like if we could endure that Mm -hmm. we can endure this whatever is going on today Mm -hmm. that was so major that like this I know we can bear together because we've done it before Mm -hmm. in such an extreme way better or for worse (laughs) for better or for worse for sickness (laughs) and for health like we Mm -hmm. we were in the throes of sickness and worse (laughs) Wow. for many months of 2020 you stuck it out with him <laughs> yes I was like bye bye. Yes. and he asked like are you are you gonna be able to deal with this babe like are you gonna leave me babe and I'm like no babe <laughs> <laughs> need you to stop scratching like that <laughs> it, it was tough it, but it really did we had to lean on each other because like Nobody else was going to do the things that I had to do to help him during that season of time. That was like strictly a marriage thing. And, um, and we did, we, we, God brought us through seriously by the grace of God. We got through that together. Yeah. That actually ties in really well with something I was thinking about. Like, I think like, even for those of us who know that love is deeper than a box of chocolates, you know, Yes. Like you can, we can still get caught up in that. I think like, no, like it's supposed to be like this. And you all have been married much longer than we have. But um, yeah, I, I can find it easy to slip into that. Like, oh, it's supposed to look like the movies and you're supposed to feel like this. And you're supposed to do these things. But actually, like that's kind of like the beginning. But like love yeah. is so much deeper than that. And I think the examples you were sharing about, like, the ugly stuff. Oh, man, it was ugly. (laughs) (laughs) The hard stuff. Like, that's true loving someone, truly loving someone. And, you know, I know that lasted longer and affirmed your love for Bronson much more than any, you know, little date thing or cute Valentine's Day thing that you would have done. That's really cool that that built your marriage that way. And we have things like that all the time we could take advantage of to love our significant others absolutely there was like so much dying to self but in doing that like we also got very close to the Lord because there was no like medicine was working the way that we wanted it to work no like treatment no essential oils like no (laughs) nothing no nothing was helping yeah and uh we needed Jesus so desperately and we needed him together and um Something that our pastor told us when we were getting married in premarital counseling was like, you guys are going to have a blast on your honeymoon, but let me tell you, it actually only gets better from there. And, and Bronson and I have found that to be true. Like for real, our honeymoon, we like went to an Island, you know, it's this, this resort where you can just eat anywhere you want, eat anything you want, swim in the ocean. Like that was quote unquote paradise. But like um, being refined through the fire of like suffering, we've moved like 12 times in our 13 marriage or something, um, <laughs> 13 years of marriage and going through, through miscarriage and going through 2020 together, just really hard seasons of work, like um, through seasons of depression, um, 
those have actually been way more like connective and and deepening for our relationship than our honeymoon was the very first week we were married to each other <laughs> like, right. and it has gotten better like it sounds well, everything I said makes it sound like it actually got harder but it has gotten better like our love has deepened for each other our appreciation has deepened for each other like just being grateful and being able to communicate has um, gotten better every single year yeah. Are there any particular things that you want you would share that like really helped you all, you know, through all those things and just even the good days too, just things that help you all um, in your relationship as you're a busy mom? Um, yeah, anything that comes to mind? Um, I think as far as being a busy mom and keeping a romance alive, is you have to stay connected throughout the day. That is huge for us. If I haven't heard from Bronson all day, it's like he's a stranger when he walks in the door in the evening. Um, and sometimes he's walking in the door at 1030 at night in our family um, after a long practice. So staying connected throughout the day, little texts um, like, hey, I'm going to shoot over here for this meeting or I'm about to walk into this thing. I'll let you know how it goes. Like those kind of things throughout the day are so, so helpful. Um, I just started reading this book. I'm a couple chapters in called The Flirtation Experiment. Um, I'm going to totally butcher the author's name, Felicia <laughs> something. <laughs> it's Felicia something. But um, it's like 30 experiments, like the laughter experiment, the adventure experiment, the desire experiment, the passion experiment. And like one thing that has stuck out to me recently is as a busy mom, you're like taking care of kids all day long and they need you all day long. So like at the end of the day, when your husband walks in, no matter what time of day it is, um, <laughs> she had this part in the chapter where she's like, I was making dinner. He walks in and tries to put his arms around me and just like, you know, let's flirt a little bit. And she was saying, doesn't he notice I'm, I need to cook these stupid onions so that the kids <laughs> will not eat them. Like, <laughs> let me do my job. Um, to feed everyone and but the point of the chapter was like what if instead of that attitude I just like turned around and hugged him back like what would happen and so actually I've been doing those things recently because <laughs> like that's so me I'm like very mission focused like let me check off my checklist and Bronson is very affectionate and so when he wants to show affection to me physically I'm typically like hold on, that's not part of the plan yet. <laughs> like, just give me a second. And then when it's your turn, it'll be your turn. Um, but instead, just embracing those moments of connecting, like, if he's reaching out to show affection, like, just reciprocate, see what happens. Because usually, it's either funny or awkward, or like, Mm -hmm. flying <laughs> and you're like yeah let's go <laughs> that's a great idea honey <laughs> yeah. yeah and then like having having a time set aside to just check in yeah like mentally and emotionally with each other however often that is every morning or every night or like once a week whatever it is to like set you up to be connected with each other um Bron and I like to say like what do you got going on tomorrow? How can I support you? What are you going to need? Like for our family and for our marriage, <clears throat> since he's so on the go, it really supports him if I pack the food for him. So he doesn't have to think about one more thing. And he's like, not totally eating like garbage on the road. <laughs> you know, if I can pack his snacks or pack a lunch or something to sustain him until he gets back, um, or so that he only has to buy out one thing instead of all the things. Um, that is really helpful for our marriage. It's like, it's my gift to him. I'm trying to think of what else. Um, as a busy mom, you want to, I think it's very helpful, I should say, if you are well and you are ready, like for romance, if like, if I spend time with the Lord in the word, my soul feels satisfied in him. So I, so then I'm not like, depending on Bronson to fulfill things in me that he just is not able to give me at the end of a long day or at the beginning of a stressful day, even, you know, so if I am satisfied in the Lord first and my soul is filled up and my cup is full, that sets our, 
our relationship up for the best connectivity and the best like romance even because I'm not like depleted and and needing lots of things from Bronson that's kind of like when he comes back from traveling like that analogy trying to get yourself as good as you can so you can then bring bring good things to him yes totally and then the other thing like to be well to take care of yourself um and then also to be ready like I don't know if we're going there in this conversation but like (laughs) buying cute things that you feel extra cute in that you want to wear um whatever it is like if you're like man my nails are a wreck I feel so ugly then your mind is elsewhere (laughs) when it's time to be affectionate to one another so just paint your dang nails like in the middle of the day when the kids are napping (laughs) or like put them on a movie so you can whatever the thing is that makes you feel like pretty and ready um has been very helpful for me that's good yeah, I think for me, sometimes even makeup can do that because I'm like, why would I put on makeup for like, you know, I don't have any Zoom calls today. Yes, yes. <laughs> but it does make me feel better sometimes or, or I'll do something different with my hair or something. I'm like, oh, I like this. I feel good about myself. And Diego's going to like it too. Like, win-win. <laughs> yes, huge win. I love that. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you were talking about making time for each other to check in. I love that too. I think we didn't do that for a while. Um, We used to do that a lot when we were dating and engaged and then without Coda when we were just the two of us, but then making time to check in with each other and all that, that that got harder and it just Mm -hmm. kind of fell by the wayside. And we realized we had to like make a strategy about it, make a plan for it, just as anything else. So we we try to pick a day of the week or weekend or something where we'll check in and also we try to leave room for like hard conversations to go there Mm -hmm. because sometimes it would be like oh I like all this emotion building up and I have to tell you now because we're about to be busy and then it would be terrible yes (laughs) yeah or you just burst out saying oh yeah I've been thinking about this thing I wanted to tell you and it wasn't the right time and yes yes we've definitely been there I think a lot, a lot of planning, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. And also being willing to be flexible. Like I, there was one point semi recently where Bronson was trying to have a difficult conversation with me. And I was like, this is not the time, dude. Like I'm trying to serve dinner in front of all of our children. Like this actually is not a discussion for (laughs) the little ears (laughs) because I want to use words that I don't want them to repeat. (laughs) And, um, you know, being willing to say, well, you know what, maybe we actually do need to have this time. So let's put the kids up with something else. And let's go talk about this. Like, this is like such, um, such an important topic that we actually should go ahead and set time aside for this. Mm-hmm. And go talk about it. And the kids are going to be okay. They're going to be okay. Because when mom and dad are okay, then the family's okay. You know, um, Brunson has made a comment to me in the past, like, honey, I married you. I didn't marry the kids. <laughs> I married you. <laughs> and that was actually very difficult for me to swallow because I pour my heart and soul into these kids every hour of every day of every week. And so that comment he made was not that he doesn't love the kids. He loves them just as much. He made them also, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he was he was there. So he, what he was saying, though, is that he had fallen in love with me, and he chose me, and he married me. And if our relationship is good, then the kids will see that, and there will be security in our home. And and that one is a hard one for me to keep coming back to, but um, he will gladly and gently remind me of that. <laughs> um, that that we chose each other first before they showed up, before we made them. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Mm-hmm. That's hard. I've heard that over and over again. And a lot of older women telling me that too. I, I think that was really big for me. Actually, just like, I feel like in the last six months, someone said, you're describing putting Coda first over and over and over again. And he's a baby, or, you know, not really he's a toddler. <laughs> yes, he does have these needs. But when it's not life or death, you know, y- your husband has needs too to be you know, for you to be his wife and be there and listen to him and have a relationship with him. Yeah. And it's so much easier, especially when they're little, I think, to just put them first. I mean, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Like what happened? <laughs> yeah. 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 
Yes. Oh, yes. I've definitely uttered the words and thought the words like, you are a grown man. You can make your own lunch. Like, I'm taking care of this little tiny man. <laughs> yeah. He's my center right now. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's hard to do. It's definitely a discipline. It's definitely a discipline that you have to practice until it feels more natural because but for a lot of mamas, it is more natural to care for their children than to <laughs> pay attention to their husbands. Right. Right. Yeah. I think it is a sacrifice and yeah. a discipline, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I think it's important to not to give them your leftovers. Yeah. Like you wouldn't give that to a friend either. You'd try to try as much as possible to have some energy and time. Like we mentioned earlier in the conversation, like just not giving them only the worst parts of you. (laughs) Yes. Well, because you wouldn't want to receive that either. Like, you know what it feels like when they're depleted and then they have nothing left to give. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not a good feeling. Right. Do you guys have Valentine's Day plans yet? You know, I'm trying to hijack another work trip. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to pawn my kids off on other people so I can go with him. He's working on that weekend. So I just, I don't think we're going to do anything totally out of the ordinary for Valentine's Day. Well, going somewhere fun or different is fun in itself. Yes. So I hope you get to do that. Yes, me too. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what we'll do. We usually try to avoid the crowds. You know, it's like, what did they invent this day for? Everyone's going to start going to other days. <laughs> yes. like, it's just Valentine's week or month. Like, yes. Such a marketing scheme. Yes. But, um, <laughs> I have a surprise planned for Diego, something I'm going to make. Oh, that's um, and I don't know, he may be able to hear me as he's watching Coda downstairs. So I'm not going to say what it is. <laughs> no, don't. Keep um, it a surprise. But it's, yeah, it's something creative and something I used to make him when we were dating and first married, like different versions of this thing. So yeah, it kind of came to me and it has to do with like our favorite song and the lyrics. Oh my gosh. So I'm excited about making that, even if we do something chill and not that exciting. Yes, that's so awesome. I love that. I think the creative gifts are so meaningful. Gifts are fun. Yes. (laughs) And relationships are such, such a gift, I feel like have a good relationship and it's like a plant like we want to water it and feed it and cherish it and then you'll get good results you'll have a wonderful relationship and your kids will see that too yes it'll bear much fruit if you take good care of it mm-hmm. it'll last mm-hmm. a long time <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you so much for coming on and talking with me yeah um, and sharing a peek into your marriage and how you and Bronson keep pursuing each other and pursuing romance even while you're both busy with your own work and your homeschooling endeavors with your kids and leading our church's children's ministry and all the things you do. <laughs> I, I love all the things that you shared, really prioritizing your husband first, putting him first above yourself as much as possible, um, being strategic about it and leaning on the Lord too. Yes, it was such a pleasure to talk about it. This is so fun to talk about. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me, Kaylin. Yeah. Ladies, I hope this encouraged you and made you smile and give you some food for thought about your February 14th plans this year and how you can cultivate strong relationships with your significant others this year, maybe for the first time ever. See you next time.